We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hauser has come in for Boston. Here comes Tatum. It's a three. Off. Rebound Horford. Back to Brockton. Blocked by Brunson. This one's over. The Knicks have won in overtime. Tatum got a look. The rebound to Al Horford. He found Brogdon, but out of nowhere, Jalen Brunson. Look at this block here. Hey. Even I'm too old for this. And I got a decade under Macri. He's got a decade on me, and even I am too old for this. Holy cow. Thanks, everybody, for coming and joining me. This is my first post-game live stream. I'm very excited. Very excited to be here. Macri's not feeling great. I know a lot of you guys come to see him. He's the best in the biz. Um, But I'm filling in tonight, and I am thrilled to be doing it after that game. Oh, man. There's so much to talk about. I can't wait to see all the super chats um, and be able to kind of interact directly with everybody. Uh, that's such a cool opportunity. Quickly, pun intended. What a what a game! You know, the first thing, and and as I'm sitting there, as all of the turmoil comes upon us there, the fourth quarter and overtime, and it looks like they're going to win three different times, and it looks like they're going to lose three different times. I just reminded myself because I knew I was coming on tonight. The first thing that I'm going to say, no matter what, no matter what happens, is you got to be so proud of this basketball team. As a fan, you're watching the effort that they put forth against a team like that coming off two losses. They're desperate right now. It's one of the best teams in basketball. And there was not a moment in that game where you thought to yourself, they look outclassed. First couple of minutes, maybe the exception when Boston jumped out to a quick lead. But after that, we played with that team step for step with elite effort. Mostly great execution. The defensive energy, the rotations were on point. And like, no matter what, and we're going to get to the stuff that went wrong down the stretch, and it's important to talk about it. But the first thing that we should all be saying is like what it's a it's a privilege to watch that basketball team play as frustrating as they are and they're really frustrating sometimes like they're playing for the fans in a way that I think you have to be proud of it's a representative of the fan base that loves them and roots for them and cares about them even with the ups and downs and i think you just have to like that's the first thing you got to say in a game like that on national television for the world to see is like, you should be proud of that basketball team result irrelevant. Like I'm not talking about the result. And even had they lost this game, I would have come on and said the same. This would have been my intro. Cause it's the, it's really the thought I think that's most important is what a performance and what an effort by this basketball team punching above their weight, a team that's more talented, that's better, that has higher aspirations. Really inspiring effort. So that's the first thing I wanted to get out of the way. We'll talk about all the individuals, and I'm sure the Super Chats will kind of will, will instigate a lot of great conversation here. You can't play prevent offense. You can't. And I don't mind blowing a lead to that team. 
with a 10 point lead playing your game because that team's really good and they could come back from 10 down even if even if they come down from 13 down i think got the 13 they can come back from 13 down even if you play good basketball so you know i don't it's not only about the Knicks. The Celtics are really good. But that said, from five minutes to go, and there was a possession that I can think of after Julius came back in the game, the Celtics scored, and the Knicks were rolling the ball up. They're five minutes to go in a 10-point lead. That's three possessions in the NBA. It's a 24-second shot clock. You can't milk the clock from five minutes down. Like that, you need to learn that lesson because we've seen it over and over and over again. Not all blown leads are because of this, but you could see it from the five minute mark. You cannot play prevent offense. And for those who are unfamiliar, it's a football term for defenses that just kind of sit back with a lead. And inevitably, the the opposition comes back when you do that. You can't milk a lead in the NBA. It's too easy to score especially against talent like that and three-point shooting like that. It can't just be Brunson, Randall, pick and rolls on the top of the key with 10 seconds left on the shot clock when no one else can touch the ball unless it's at the buzzer. Like Quentin Grimes missed a couple of shots there and he's got to make more, but his only opportunity to even touch the ball is in that last second of the shot clock when he finally gets the touch off a crazy swing pass from Brunson to Randall. It's not good offense. So they need to get out of that. They need to learn their lesson. Can't milk the lead. That's the second thing I wanted to say. Julius Randle played as well as anybody on the Boston Celtics tonight. Guy is playing at another level right now. And it's hard to believe. It's it's remarkable, the turnaround from a year ago. He was in a zone in this game. There was not a Celtic on the floor, and that Celtic team has a lot of good individual defenders. If it was Rob Williams, he was going by or stepping back. If it was Tatum or Brown, he was going through. There was no matchup for him tonight. Grant Williams, forget about it. He sees Grant Williams, he sees a piece of meat. Like, if that man plays like that, then yeah, the Knicks can play with the Celtics because they have a freaking star a bona fide star. Like if Randall keeps this up and he keeps that attitude positive. And I thought there were times down the stretch where I just saw his body language sink and you want to try to avoid that. It's hard for him, but I want him to try to avoid that. But man, he is cooking out there. He's cooking out there. And as on an individual basis, I think he's the first person you have to shout out. Emmanuel quickly is, is a star in his role right now. He's the best six man in basketball right now. He played against Malcolm Brogdon tonight. Who was better? Because Malcolm Brogdon might win the, the award. And I thought Emmanuel quickly was better. Offensively, he is he's, he's so much better getting in the lane, taking the contact and finishing. He make, made a couple threes tonight, found a couple of those streak threes that we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And defensively, he's one of the best rotational defenders in basketball. And, and I, I'll point out a couple, you know, I'll put him out on Twitter tomorrow some of the defensive possessions where he's rotating around the floor before the Celtics even know where they're going with the ball is special. Um, so Emmanuel quickly, I wanted to shout out he's, he's been special this last, these last few weeks. And, you know, one thing I, I do, and I, and I wrote it out on Twitter is, you know, I, I love Jalen Brunson and I get that he's your guy and he's tough as hell and he's not a bad defensive player, but Emmanuel quickly cannot be on the bench in less, you know, last minute defensive scenarios when you have a timeout. He can't because he's what he might be your best defensive player. He's certainly your best defensive, you know, he, he's I think he's better than than Grimes overall right now. But I think Grimes and quickly need to be on the floor. Like Brunson, I love him, but there he's limited there, right? So if you have a timeout and you can get Brunson back in for the offensive possession, I think quickly's got to be in the game. Because he's that good and he's been that good. I wanted to shout him out. And look, I thought Jericho Sims started off like totally like, oh my God, this is a kind of offense I haven't faced before. This is not like there's a lot. Boston does a lot of stuff. There's ghost screens. There's real screens. There's cutting. There's moving. You got to be, you got to be on point against that team. And the first few minutes, I didn't think he was up to it. And he, as the game progressed, he grew into it. 
And man, that's what development's all about. You throw them into a game like this against a playoff opponent like this, and you see a guy grow in front of your eyes and start adjusting to the game and start hanging, hanging on switches and rebounding with those guys. That's what development's all about. I would say the same thing about Deuce McBride. Slow but sure development, getting better. R.J. Barrett. And I know there are going to be some comments about R.J. Barrett. What do you say about R.J. Barrett? R.J. is extraordinarily frustrating. Um, he, he really, there are times where you feel like he is actively damaging the team, not just because he's taking bad shots and missing bad shots, but because the bad shots that he takes and the bad shots that he misses result in fast breaks often. And there were probably four or five times in that game where Boston got a three or a fast break layup off of an RJ miss because he's often falling and out of the play and down comes Boston. Defensively, it's very uneven. There were times where it was pretty good tonight. I thought the first half was bad. Off ball awareness wasn't great. Did a decent job on Tatum and Brown here and there, but then that last possession, he gets blown by by Brown with really no resistance, right? And that's tough. That's, you, need to, you need to hold your ground there. God, is he frustrating. But the one thing that you always say about R.J. Barrett is there's no player that's more resilient. Like, he doesn't care how bad it's been. He doesn't care that he's he almost killed me in the first three quarters. I almost died from watching R.J. But man, he gets that rock. He gets that rock in the corner down the stretch, and you think it's going in. You think it's going in because, man, he just hits next play. It's an amazing attitude. Sometimes I wish he'd actually lose a little confidence just to make sure he's passing the ball a little bit more because, man, he gets too shot happy. He was too shot happy tonight. I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I know he made clutch plays. He made the clutch three. He made the clutch free throws. All the credit in the world. You're not being an objective fan if you walk away from this game and say RJ was good. He was not good, and he needs to be better. But you think he can get better because of the attitude that he has, and that's the encouraging part. And he made enough plays in this game, including some huge plays, including some huge plays, man, that you have to give him credit for. So, uh, you know, I think it's, it's the good and it's the bad. Man, I'm sure I forgot something that I wanted to say. This was a lot to take in and then a lot to try to get out to everybody here. Um, GMAC, you want to come say hello and take me through this process here? What are we doing next? Man, oh, man, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> So a couple of things. We're going to do moment of the game in just a second. So ah. we're going to break down a couple of big moments, which is funny because I had written down a couple in regulation and then I threw that piece of paper out after the five minutes, last five minutes of the game happened. Um, it's funny watching it on the second playback of this week and letting the casual crew um, experience one of these meltdowns in real time was very fun to watch. I just I'm, at a certain point, bro, everything was like they stopped coaching. <laughs> like you said, prevent offense, which was terrible. And you're right, like 100%. And at a certain point, I just was like, turn my mic off and let them just kind of let it all out. Man, um, I'm sorry I missed that. You know, I, I was going to tune in. And, I, and then because I was doing this, I'm like, I really have to sit down and have my notes. And because otherwise I'd just be laughing with those guys. Highly like recommend <laughs> the, the, the venting session. And at a certain point, it was entertainment. But at a certain point, it was like, they're not wrong. Like, I, I can't say anything that they're saying right now is wrong. No, no. Next time I'm in. Um. So um, biggest win of the year, which follows up the most recent biggest win of the year. And I thought you nailed it that, you know, to, to come back the way they did in overtime and not quit is it did. You got to give they, them they, that credit. It went down five there down one fifteen, one ten, And then and Julius hit the three. RJ hit Julius three, man. Yeah. And, he hit, and it's a similar one to the one he hit against Cleveland. It wasn't an overtime, obviously, but, but when things were just starting to reel a little bit and he made a three from the top of the key, man, he is, he is something right now. And I thought your your tweet. Now, obviously, you're going to do your grades later, but your tweet. I put them out. No, I got my grades out. Oh, you did get your grades out. I got okay, them out. so I'll I'll make sure I retweet that for I you. I can't say they're any good because it was quick. But you know. your tweet that I live in a world where Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett are hitting clutch free throws to ice a game, and the Celtics, specifically Jalen Brown, is missing to like front rimming two clutch Dude, free those throws. Those were that's what you call um, being tight. The mm -hmm. definition of being his arms didn't release the ball. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to watch. This we called it. 
We this called it Lemon Booty on the uh, post. On this the is a guy that's zone. been in like big playoff games, a champion. He's been in the finals like, against the Knicks on TNT. He can't uh, he can't release his free throws? Kind of months crazy. removed from the NBA Finals, exactly. Wow. And this is the 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 pressure cooker moment that he sucks in. <laughs> um, so I have three potential um, highlights or, or moments of the game that we can choose from. Let's do it. The first one is the RJ three to put them up 116, 115. Yes. Now Jalen Brun Jalen Brunson Jalen Brown then came down and. Big, big boyed him to, to make it 117, 116. But getting the lead again in overtime was the first time I thought, oh, they could they could win this game. Yep. Okay, that, that's yep. interesting. The second one I got it has to be Julius Randle's two free throws, which I, I said this a couple of weeks ago because we focused a lot in crunch time on the missed free throws, which like with good reason, we need to also remember when they make them. Yeah, and like <laughs> you don't want to get too statistical about it, but... Mm-hmm. It probably has more to do with just their, you know, who they are as free throw shooters than it does with like clutch or not clutch. You know, you never want to admit that because it's like it takes away from the narrative. But ultimately, probably, I think if you look at like, I think I think clutch free throw shooting has been proven to be a little worse, which might have more to do with fatigue than it does mm-hmm. with um, with like choking. But the reality, like, yeah, Jalen Brunson's a good free throw shooter. Julius Randle's a pretty good free throw shooter. Like he's going to make some, you know, uh, like. If I told you there will be four free throws at the end of the six free throws at the end of yeah. this game, four will be by Julius Randle and, and two by RJ Barrett, and two will hey. be by Jalen Brown. What two do you think would go in and what two do you think would miss? No, 100%, you know? man. And that, they were huge. Okay, so that's number two, the Julius free throws. I like it. So I want to say Julius laughing at Jalen Brown, but like something has to be said about those Brown missed free throws as part yeah. of the moments of the game. Because when that foul happened, because to your point that quickly should have been in the game, we were yelling about it on playback too. Like, it was also a little bit of a weak call, I got to say. Like Brunson put his hand on him and Brown sold that big time with a leg kick, a little, you know, whatever. But no, I yeah, quickly probably should be in that game. Yes. So as a result, the guy that quickly should have been in the game four commits the foul and then... Julius laughing at Jalen Brown. Something I'm going to put Jalen Brown's missed free throws as the moment. But what the moment I'm pointing to is Julius Randle, who has his crunch time issues this season, getting caught on camera laughing at an opponent, which was like, <laughs> oh, wow, like the vibes. These are the vibes tonight, you know, man, you know, I have my issues with Julius Randle. I'm not sure I'll ever get over them. And mm-hmm the body language still kills me sometimes. And you can't tell me that body language doesn't matter in sports because it does. Um, yeah. It just does, especially from your leader and your best player. Um, it, it matters, but he's clearly made a concerted effort to kind of pick it up and smile more and like the stupid stuff, but I don't think it's stupid stuff. I think it really matters. Uh, and I know he does that meditation before the game. They showed it on TNT and I think that's real. And it shows like, it shows a concerted effort to improve as a person. Forget about a player. Um, and I think that he it's that's commendable. That's like that's great. Just one final stat before I put up the poll and send you off into the super chats. First of all, 1200 people watching right now. Thank thank you everybody for tuning in. We're hoping to have this be a celebratory. It also uh, makes me a little nervous. 1200 people. Uh, Dude, you're killing it so far. Believe me. Um, I, 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 as your producer tonight, I'm very pleased with how you're doing and agree and co-sign with just about everything you've said so far. All right. Um, The Knicks are now 15 and 10 on the road this season. Only two other teams have more road wins. That's the Brooklyn Nets, who lost at home to the Detroit Pistons tonight. Shout out to Brooklyn. Um, And then the Boston Celtics, who have now lost three games in a row and only have a one one game in the lost column lead on the Philadelphia 76ers for the one seed in the East. Mm. So things things are not as immaculate in Boston and as as someone who in other sports roots against Boston teams, I'm sure you can enjoy the New York Boston of it all tonight as well. And I can. And it's funny. Uh, my neighbor is from Boston, actually. Um, and he drove me home randomly. He drove me home from the train from work today. And I was literally talking to him about how I'm so sick of Boston sports being amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of it, man. Freaking the Bruins never lose a game. Yep. Literally, it doesn't happen in hockey. You never lose a game. The Celtics are first in the. I'm like, I'm sick of it. So this is like, yeah, hell yeah, we beat Boston in the freaking in freaking Boston Garden. That's great stuff. 
Yep. 2-0 and in rivalry week this week would be yeah. pretty fun to, to make it 3-0, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. 27-23 and on the season for the New York Knicks <laughs> through, through, through 50 games. Um, all righty. You ready you know to do that- this? There are a couple other moments because the game ended up being very long, but man, Julius is jam on, mm-hmm. uh, on, on Tatum, Tatum and he's been throwing them down lately. Mm-hmm. He's had a few of these over the last couple of weeks. He had another one in the first half uh, yeah. driving left that he, yeah. that he jammed. Um, those were, that was pretty sick too. Um, what do you think? There's man. a performance like this. Now the voting is like we're we're in the last couple of days oh, where man. coaches get I to think, vote for the all-star game. I think a performance on TNT um against that team yeah prime time like yeah i think that's gonna help Mm -hmm. that's only gonna help i mean man he showed out tonight he showed out tonight what what was you know i don't know what were i got the stat line what's up tatum Tatum ended up with jason tatum ended up with 35 points 14 rebounds four assists on 12 of 26 shooting nine of nine at the free throw line yeah so uh, randall was as good if not better yeah like, he might have been the best player on the floor in a game with Jason Tatum, might win the MVP. 37, like, 9, on, and 2 for Randall tonight. Come Jesus. on, man. No one and could with, guard him tonight. With Nobody, that much usage, uh, on two, the most, two turnovers. On the most two, right. And one really terrible one down the stretch, but okay. He was, nobody could guard that dude tonight. He could do whatever he wanted. It was like crazy to watch. Man. All right, let's get to Super Chat, shall we? Let's do it. The vibes are immaculate tonight. The vibes are so immaculate. My first one, I get this win. This is unbelievable. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Knicks fans? This new year, you've got goals, and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and Protein Plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 35 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36 
six plus quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. You know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan plus veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, there really is no easier way to eat well. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Don't hesitate. Head to factor75.com filmschool60 and use code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at factor75.com slash filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. All right, fellas, what do, we, what do we have? How does this work? You put them up on the screen for me? Here we go. Ryan Wong. Thank you for your contribution. I don't get it. Every team does ISO down the stretch. Why isn't it working? I feel like I'm living in a goddamn simulation. That is such a great question, Ryan. So I should just jump in real quick. Yeah. The first like six <laughs> happened before the game ended. Oh, good. So you get the, the I get to live the to regulation and get to relive it. The rest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Let's do it. Um, it's a great question. Every team does ISO down the stretch. And I, I want to clarify, it's not really ISO because the Knicks run a pick and roll with Julius and with Brunson. What happens is teams inevitably down the stretch switch that pick and roll. And when you switch a pick and roll, so now you have an option. You can run the the Brunson mismatch. It was on Robert Williams or Al Horford tonight. Or you could run the Julius mismatch. And the Knicks kind of swap between those two options. It ends up being an ISO, but I don't want it to sound like they're just running in isolation. They're trying to get a mismatch at least. Now, one of the problems tonight was that Jalen Brown was guarding Brunson and Rob Williams or Horford was guarding Randall. And when they got that switch a few times, they went to Randall on Jalen Brown, which is like not a mismatch. Like Jalen Brown's a big dude. And they didn't go to, to Brunson on Williams, which I thought was the better option. That's one problem. Uh, Julius shouldn't be posting up Jalen Brown at the foul line. That's just not very good offense. The other thing is you don't have to just run one pick and roll with 12 seconds left on the shot clock. You can run multiple pick and rolls. You can run a ghost screen where you fake the pick and roll and slip out and see if you can catch the Celtics off guard. You can run a handoff. You can initiate through the elbows. Like, yes, the Celtics are going to switch anything. And no matter what you do against a defense like that in a late game situation, it's going to end up in an isolation. But there are ways to make the isolation a bit cleaner with a little bit less help where they can't load up as easily. There are ways to try to confuse the switching defense and maybe you make you, you force a mistake. Like they're making it as predictable and as easy on the defense as they possibly can. That's my issue. It's not that they're like, it's not just that it's, it's not just isolation, but what they're choosing to do is effectively hunt a mismatch with like 12 seconds on the clock. And there's, you can't get to a second side action. It's so slow. And it's so much pressure on the guy with the ball. I just want them to ease that. Just run a couple of different actions in there that you might get a confusion on the defense. You might force a confusion and, and, or a mistake and get an open look. It's just too much pressure. Um, so, yeah, that's an issue. And I, I, I don't think it's not the isolation in and of itself. It's kind of how they're doing the isolations, I suppose, is my answer. Uh, but thanks for the question, Ryan. Mythic Monty. Thank you for the contribution. Lack of defensive rebounding turning me into the Joker. Um, turning you into the Joker. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know who the Joker is. Help me out, Andrew. What do you yeah? Have you seen the movie Joker, the one with Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. Okay. So that Weird is movie. More, more about social commentary, but he has that line of like, and because of this. I become the Joker and it's like a common theme that because of the circumstances of there, there's no way Mackie would have gotten on, that become, one either. 
I don't, he, uh, maybe not. There, there's many an expression that I have to explain from time to time. But yes, I, right. that is a common theme to be like, lack of OB minutes is what turns me into the Joker. All right, lack good, of good. quickly minutes, you know, so that's, this is that's what I'm where, here for. That We're goes. learning. We're learning. All right, let's go. see. We had, uh, yeah, the Celtics had 16 offensive rebounds. Uh, that's a lot. And the Knicks only had 10. Now, I do want to caveat that a little bit. I mean, we are missing our seven footer, you know. So like, yeah, they're going to get hurt on the boards a little bit. There were some frustrating moments, I thought, especially in the first half where we just didn't box out. Like even Jalen Brown got a couple offensive rebounds. Tatum got one where it's like, just box out your man. But like a lot of it is like Mitch just Mitch cleans up a ton. And he and Mitch would have had more offensive rebounds, especially against the small Boston lineups when Rob Williams wasn't in there. Um, and so I do want to give them a little bit of a pass for the rebounding disparity. Um, but it's fair and it is irritating. Oh, Robert W. Cross, the legend. Where the hell is John? Robert, you knew he wasn't here. He's not feeling well. Maybe send him a DM and wish him well. RJ Barrett is the goddamn man. The tortoise wins the race. Hashtag 53 wins. And we're still going strong on the 53 win uh, prediction here. Um, RJ Barrett. It, dep- it depends how you define the goddamn man, you know? One might define the goddamn man as like a consistent and excellent basketball player, in which case RJ Barrett is not yet the goddamn man. But if you define the goddamn man as a resilient player who you want to take a shot down the stretch when the pressure is on, then hell yeah, he's the goddamn man. Um, the tortoise wins the race. Yeah. I wish that he wasn't so bad in so many first halves. This needs to stop. It's very frustrating. We're looking for consistency. He is 22 years old. There are some fundamental issues. I think a lot of it is solved if he just passed the ball a little bit more. Um, because I think the bad shots that lead to the fast breaks are a result of just not making that initial pass. And then if you ever got the ball back, you can now attack a defense that's a little bit less loaded up. Like the Knicks take a lot of first action shots. And in a first action shot, if it's not in transition, a defense is loaded up. They know what's coming. They're ready for it. And it's the, the, pass, the first pass out, the first pass out is what loosens a defense. And you can get to the second side. The Knicks don't do it enough. And it really hurts their offense sometimes. And RJ is one of the culprits. Um, and he just needs to make that first pass and try to get the ball back. What do we got next? Best win of the Tibbs era. Holy cow. Simply outstanding. Says Forgotten NYC. Thank you, Forgotten NYC, for the contribution. I'm going to push back on that one a little bit because he won a playoff game. Um, so I think that was the best win of the Tibbs era, but maybe the best regular season win of the Tibbs era. That's not crazy. There were some great ones a couple of years ago, but certainly in the conversation. I think that's fair. Yuchin Zhao. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Thank you for the contribution. Ball, don't lie. This effing team. I forgot to say that. I don't cuss. It's not, it's not in my repertoire. So John is better at that than I am. I appreciate you saying effing for me. Um, Ball, don't lie. I, I hmm. Was this an instance of ball, don't lie? Well, if you don't think that Jalen Brunson fouled Jalen Brown, then I suppose it is an instance of it. I do think it was a foul. I just thought it didn't need to get called. And I thought I personally like when refs punish dudes for selling out on a foul call like that. Like Brunson, I mean, Jalen Brown acted like, uh, like Julius Randle ran into his back when it was Jalen Brunson putting like two fingers on him. So that bothered me. And in that sense, you're right. Ball, don't lie. Don't reward flopping. Thank you so much for that. Who's next? Hannibal Miles. Thank you for the contribution, Hannibal. Refs almost gave them the game with that Tatum BS and one. Knicks wouldn't let it happen. The Tatum and one was a Randall foul, if I'm not, if I remember correctly. I actually didn't have that much of an issue with that and one as much as I did the inconsistency with not calling the and one for Brunson's. Because to me, it was the very same situation, the very same type of play. Um, and in that sense, I agree with you. That was frustrating. And then, oh, the Knicks wouldn't let them. Listen, that's what I mean. And that's why I started my uh, my monologue, as it were, um, talking about this. Like, there really hasn't been a moment this season where I thought this team doesn't care or they've let go of the rope. They don't. They don't do that. 
And that's a credit to all the players. I think it's a credit to the coach. I think it's a credit to, to everyone involved. Like baseline, it's not always the case. I mean, hell, we saw last year sometimes the Knicks let go of the rope. Um, they won't do it this year. They're going to fight you back. Sometimes they won't shoot well enough to come back in a game, but like they're going to try. And um, it's a great trait to have. And it, again, it's like a representative of like what the fan base wants and what we deserve. Like we don't give up on the team, so the team shouldn't give up on us, right? And and they don't. And man, they took some punches tonight. Holy cow, did they take some punches. And the way you, you could almost see it, certainly the fans are thinking like, here we go again, right? That that meme from uh, from that video game. There's a reference, Andrew. Um, but uh, they they keep coming back. Absolutely. Great comment there. Haitian Ferg. Haitian, what's up? It was great to talk to you last night on the town hall. Great to see you. Um, for all our patrons, we had a town hall last night. Come join our Patreon. It's an awesome, 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 awesome opportunity to get a little, you know, some more chances to hang out with us on the playback and on the uh, on the town halls to talk more informally and have just a great time. So if you're not a patron, become a patron. I encourage you to do so. Haitian Ferg says, we are learning to win these games. Solid win. This is why you don't rest players. You never know. It would have been RJ's fault if not for this win. Let's go, Knicks. Yeah, we, we had a discussion on the town hall last night about resting players, and the Knicks don't rest players. Um, nor do I think they're really in a position to if we're fighting for every game here to try to stay in this race and stay, you know, try to fight for that six seed. Um, they're, and they're making a valiant effort of it, for sure. Are they learning to win these games, man? I suppose so. I I am a little frustrated with the lack of learning from experiences of the past, being that they've done the same prevent offense all season long and blown leads. So I would like to see that change. But I yeah, they're learning um, to again like the resilience to to handle their business and overtime there, take the punches and come back. That's definitely a form of learning. And uh, listen, these guys show up and play Brunson. RJ, Julius, like they're going to play the games again, again, credit to them in a league that doesn't prioritize that anymore. Credit to them for, for lifting that heavy a load, playing that many minutes and showing up every night, no matter what, again, representative of what the fan base is looking for. And I think you got to be, you got to be proud of that. And uh, as a fan, I think it's awesome. Thanks, Asian. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky. What a guy. Kevin says, F yeah. Nice, clean version of the postgame. We beat the best team in the league. There's certainly a lot to talk about, and the late game, oh, needs to get better, but so proud of this team. Hey, that's exactly, that's right. Nailed it. Co-sign, Kevin. I think that's the main takeaway here, is step for step with the best team in the league tonight. Whether you won or lost this game, step for step. You make some minor adjustments. Man, this team... I can't believe how easy it is for this team to score sometimes. I mean, sometimes they make it look easy and it Andrew, I don't know. Can we, can we get the stats? Is there's now, is now a decent time for that? I don't know if we're there yet. Not yet. About 45 in is when the, the All NBA right, stats so site refreshes. You'll, you'll That's also on. when we'll jump into part two and I got you. Don't worry. Perfect. You'll come in when the, yeah. So, so man, it's just like through three quarters, it, it's so easy for them to score. And just, I'd never thought it would be this easy for them to score. I'm just being honest. Like coming into the season, I, I didn't see this as, as a top 10 offense. And they're just staying there, man. They're, they're scoring the ball step for step with the best team in the league. Absolutely, Kevin. It's a great point. Ryan's back. Thanks again, Ryan. In a season of craziness, only one thing remains consistent. The Knicks can't not be on a win-lose streak. That's a double negative, Ryan. To double negative makes it hard for me to understand, but I think I got your point. Uh, need to get Casual Friday on playback again. I'm sorry I missed the Casual Friday on playback. I'm sorry I missed it. I, I just had to. I knew I'd just be laughing at those, those dudes, and um, I needed to be like focused so I could come on here and say some decently intelligent things, which I hope I'm doing. But um, yeah, the, it's a streaky team, man. It is a streaky team. The funny thing is, though, like I know it's a streaky team. I know it's a streaky team, like in terms of the wins and losses. But again, I don't feel like it's been an inconsistency in terms of like performance or effort. Like some of their losing streaks have been where games like this were losses instead of wins, right? Like 
the Chicago game. Like there, there are games that they just should have won and then choked it down the stretch where like the Celtics would be saying that tonight they choked it down the stretch. Like, so some of the stuff evens out. I don't feel like it's an inconsistency of effort. I feel like it's just the results have been inconsistent and resulted in these kind of wild swings. Um, but yeah. And this is so listen, you beat the Cavs and you beat the Celtics on a back, like so unreal. That's like such it's it's such an impressive two game run here. Um and it's like changed the outlook because again, like I think I've heard John say it on here and I've agreed with him, kind of praying to get to the all-star break at five hundred. Just like stay above water. You don't have Mitch, the schedule's really tough. And you just bought yourself two more wins. Um, where you didn't really expect them. Certainly didn't expect two. Um, and so good on them. Hamdi M. Thank you for the contribution, Hamdi. My wife is a therapist, as is mine. How about that? Cool. I think I'm going to make an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> big, big win. Hashtag finally pulls one out. Yeah. Um, so you should make an appointment. Um, I have informal appointments with my wife all the time to for Nick's therapy. She uh, she's very yeah. So it's it's helpful to have a wife who's a therapist if you're a Nick's fan. Um, I can I can attest. But uh, listen, the team is going to drive you nuts at times. I just think you have to take a step back and have that perspective of like, man, the talent is good, not great. The players you got to love them though. They, they give it everything they have um, and they are competing at an extremely high level. Again, like how many games have they just gotten blown out this year? Like it, it from, from like from, from, from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, it almost hasn't happened. I know, I know they got blown out by Atlanta and by Dallas, but both of those games that really got crazy in the second half, well, you go back to last year, there were games, they were just never in it. Um, and you just haven't had that this season. They're just competing at a really, really high level, at a really high level. And they deserve these wins because they're playing well enough to earn them. Thanks, Hamdi. Appreciate it. Ja, so focused. Thank you, Ja. So focused for the contribution. Hashtag, let's talk about RJ. He loves to hit a clutch three versus Boston. Yes, he does. Let's talk about RJ, man. I mean, uh, what else is there to say? Um, I just, I want him to redistribute some of his offense, like redistribute it into passing. I'm telling you that'll change the game for him. It'll change the game for him because he relies so heavily on difficult looks. And if the volume went a little bit down, but his passing went a little bit up, it would be good for him and good for the team. I've been saying that for a long time. And by the way, I do want to say this about RJ because it wasn't a good game tonight on the scoring perspective. That said, he has been a better scorer this year than he has been. And it's the, his best scoring year, efficiency-wise, from basically every spot on the floor. So, like, tonight was a bad night. But I do want to recognize the, the improvement hasn't been drastic. But you look at his percentage at the rim. You look at his percentage at, at floater range. You look at his at his um, his turn. Like, everything has been improved. So, like, it is getting better. It's hard to see it night to night, but it is getting better. And I'm happy about that. Like, there's growth. And 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 development isn't linear. It doesn't happen on a straight line. Going, not everyone's Jason Tatum, where it just like seems to rise every single year. And even Tatum had one down year in the middle there. But like, it's getting better. And I just think the next step, the next step for RJ Barrett is to be a little bit more willing of a passer because he draws a lot of attention and he gets into that paint. Just make the first kick. Let it come back to you. Thanks, Josso. Focus. Appreciate it. Robert Cross is back. Coach Big Thread Ben, can you give us a? That's that's what Robert calls me. I didn't I didn't make that up. That would be a strange thing to do. Robert has called me Big Thread Ben. Can you give us a breakdown of where and how the offense break down breaks down at end of games? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I went into it a little bit. It's just like this prevent offense where they're only they're only allowing themselves one action. The more things you do on an offensive possession the more chances you have to cause a defensive breakdown. You start your offense earlier and run a couple of actions. You get the ball to the second side, just a swing around. You're forcing the defense to move. When you force a defense to move, mistakes happen. They take a bad angle. They forget to switch. 
But if you're going to run the same thing every time down against a good defense that knows what you're going to do, you're making life so easy for them. There's no guessing. There's no decision-making. You can't force a mistake that way. So you're only relying on Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle to make a play out of nothing. And against a set defense as good as the Celtics, that's really hard to do for any NBA player. I don't care who he is. So like, Robert, I would say, it's just give yourself more chances to make a play on offense. Start your offense earlier. Five minutes to go. You can't start your offense at 10 seconds. Start your offense at 18 seconds. Get the ball down the floor and run in action. They run a lot of good stuff the next, in the first three quarters. Yes, it's a very isolation-heavy offense. Guess what? It should be an isolation-heavy offense because they have Jalen Brunson, who's a really excellent isolation player, and Julius Randle, who, although he's not a great isolation scorer, is very good at drawing attention and making a pass out, and they, they do create good looks that way. There should be a heavy dose of isolation in this offense, but they also, over the course of a game, run a lot of good stuff. When Emmanuel Quickly's in the game especially, it feels like they run a lot of good stuff. And there's no reason to totally go away from it in the last five minutes of a game just because you have a lead. It's nonsensical. You can't milk a lead from five minutes to go in the NBA. Offenses are too good. You're making it harder for yourself to score. You have to score points to to finish a game because I promise you the other team is going to score. It's too hard to stop teams now. So that's what's got to change. Jasso Focus is back. Thank you so much. Total team win. Couldn't win this without a single player. That's a great point, and I agree with you. I know what JR and JB did, but I wouldn't be mad if you gave IQ three stars. Oh, no, 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 no. IQ got an A on my grades with Julius. I think I gave Brunson an A- minus because I thought Brunson' decision-making down the stretch was not ideal, and his defense is always you know not as good as you'd like it to be. Um, no, IQ... IQ has, a, has an argument to be the, the single star. If he, he didn't get the time in overtime, so it's not really his fault. Like He was pulled out of the game, which I think was right on offense because I do think they needed JR out there, uh, RJ out there, and I think they needed Grimes out there. Um, I just thought, man, on those defensive possessions, I would have liked to see him in the game. But no, IQ is as worthy of three stars as anybody who played tonight, maybe except Randall, who was really exceptional. But like IQ was phenomenal. Man, he went through that stretch in the second quarter where he just made floater after floater. Getting in the paint. The rotational defense is always immaculate. Uh, man, I'm telling you, sixth man of the year is not out of reach for this guy. He's got to keep playing like this. He's got to keep outplaying the other six men like Malcolm Brogdon and start making a case for yourself. Um, but he's been so good in this role, man. He's been everything you could possibly ask for. So thanks for shouting him out. He deserves it. Greg Moran, thank you so much for the contribution, Greg. Holy moly. Followed up the biggest win of the year with, albeit imperfect, the biggest win of the year. Absolutely love to see it. Give us two all-stars. Yes, followed up the biggest win of the year with the biggest win of the year. Pretty cool stuff. Um, Without your starting center, should be noted. The Celtics were missing Marcus Smart, uh, which also should be noted. But... I would say that both teams were kind of missing their defensive anchors in different ways. And I thought that kind of reflected in how easy it was for both teams to score. Because <laughs> um, Marcus Smart is, is an absolute beast on that end and can switch on to Randall or, or Brunson, right? Like he gives them so much versatility because he can play up three positions. He's, he's so strong and so smart. But man, we were mitching Mitch and like you could see it on the rebounding. You could see it on some of the easy paint, uh, easy layups that Brown and Tatum got. Uh, you, felt, you felt Mitch's absence for sure. Um, give us two all-stars. Yeah. Look, I, I, they're not going to get two all-stars. And I said, I think Randall just made a really good case in this game to kind of put him over the top. Um, if I, I said this before, if I had a guess, I would say that neither make it unfortunately. Um, especially because the heat have made a push. So I feel like Butler and Bam might get in, which is going to make it Harden's made a push. He's been excellent. So I feel like he's for sure getting in now and the numbers just get really tight unless there are a couple injuries that'll help. Um, I think Randall right now has the edge over Brunson because of the recent stretch. But if I had to guess, unfortunately, unfortunately, I would say that neither gets in, even though I think both probably deserve it. You know, it's just a numbers game. Um, And there are a lot of really good players in the Eastern conference, which is an excellent conference. So we'll see. 
I, I'm not I'm not giving up hope, but I um, it is what it is. Just a numbers game. Thanks, Greg. Jesse D, thank you, Jesse, for the contribution. Best Knicks win since blank. I don't know what else to say about Julius Randle. Outstanding. Best Nick win since Cleveland, I would say. Um, it was an awesome win. It was an awesome win. Uh, what else do you say about Julius Randle? Yeah. Uh, uh, at this performance, you couldn't say enough about him. You couldn't say enough about him. Like I said before, to say that just nobody on that team full of good defensive players could guard him. There was not an answer for him. Because the beautiful thing about Julius Randle on offense, and this is what makes him special, is that he is as strong a player as there is in, in basketball, but he moves with a quickness that a guy his size should not be able to move with. Like it's a unique blend of athleticism, speed, and strength. Zion is the only comparable person. Zion is even more of a freak in that sense, but Julius can shoot too. Now he can. This year he can. It's like, what do you do with that? So like they tried a bunch of different looks, you know, like, and, and whether if it's Tatum or Brown, Randall goes through those guys. They cannot, they cannot, they, they can't deal with that size. And then if it's Grant, if it's, if it's Robert Williams or it's Horford, they can't keep up with him. So, so Randall can either get by him or go to that step back. That's become reliable. Sometimes he overdoes it. There were a couple of shots tonight that were like, no, thank you. And Reggie Miller even said, like, you don't need that, right? You don't need that shot. Um, and he gets carried away sometimes for sure. But nobody can guard the dude. And um, pretty impressive stuff. All right. Thanks, Jesse. David, buddy. What's up, buddy? Another easy Knicks win. RJ makes a couple more memories versus Boston. Yeah, this is a thing. RJ against Boston. I love it. You want to endear yourself to Knicks fans? Do good work against Boston. Um, thanks, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it. Anthony Sixto, Randall smiling at Jalen after the misses his new meme material. You think Knicks can beat Grizzlies in five in the finals? Hashtag let's overreact. <laughs> Memphis is dealing with their own issues right now. They're actually losing a bunch of games. So they on a five-game losing streak, I think. Um, I don't think they're going to be in the finals, the Grizzlies, if you had to ask me. I would take Golden State. Believe it or not, Denver, at least over them. That's probably it, though. But those two teams, I would take over them. Um, yeah, Randall smiling at Jalen's pretty cool. It's pretty boss. I love it. He's, he's playing with an attitude and a confidence right now. No question. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.